I think I shared this illustration 15 years ago. If you remember it, it must be a good one. <laughs> Forgive the theatrics, but in 1924, the USS S-4 class submarine uh, went down off the coast of New England. It's a tragic moment because the USS S-4 class, that submarine, was actually accidentally rammed by a United States Coast Guard destroyer. Tragic moment. It sank to the bottom of the seaboard, and since they were fairly close to the coast, it was accessible by divers. And so the divers went down to try to see if they could um, somehow save some of the crew. And they heard a tapping on the hull of the steel submarine. When I first read the story, I recognized the tapping because it was Morse code. And in fact, I, when I was 19, I was, um, again, you've heard that a little bit, but I was on the Soviet border, and my job at the time, they're in the Middle East, Turkey, and the Soviet Union, just right by the Black Sea. My job was to intercept Soviet transmissions, and there were three ways we could do that. Voice, um, what they called non-Morse, and Morse, Morse code. Now, that might seem surprising in 1969, but only until recent times have the militaries of the world stopped using Morse code. Now, it was encrypted, if that's the right word, and so my job was to intercept it, write it down, we would send it to the National Security Agency at Fort Meade, Maryland, and then they would do their magic and somehow try to figure out what's going on. So I read the article, and the tapping on the hall was, did it, did it, dit, da, did it, did it, dit, did ah, dit, dit, did it, did it, da, 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 did ah, da, dit, dit. That's 11 characters. Did it, I, did it, dit, S, da, T, did it, did it, E, um, did ah, dit, R, dit, E, did it, did it, H, da, 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 O, did da, da, dit, P, and what was the last dit? E. Over and over and over again. Is there hope? Is there hope? From the inside of the submarine, with probably a wrench, a certain submariner, only God knows, was tapping that, those 11 characters over and over and over again. And that's what our divers heard when they went down and they were listening. There was a huge uh, storm on top of the water, so their rescue efforts were limited and, in fact, every submariner died. Now, the divers tapped back, we'll not go through the code, the divers tapped back, yes, there is hope. There is hope. I'll tell you, church, it's the, over my 
I can't say 71 years of life because I never thought about it when I was five. But throughout my adult life, it's, it's the question that I think all of humanity has been asking from the time of creation, probably going all the way back to Adam, to Adam and Eve. Is there hope? I know what's the question today that people all over the world are asking. Is there any hope? I'll remind us that for the last several Sundays, we've been working through 1 Thessalonians, and today we're going to close it. Next week, I'll deliver uh, one more lesson, and then we'll have our brother Patterson step up. But what I've done is I've taken this beautiful prayer from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, because that really lays out the outline for all five chapters, all 89 verses of 1 Thessalonians. Remember the background. It's very, very important. Paul had only been there three weeks. Paul and Silas and Timothy on his second missionary journey had traveled to Thessalonica from Philippi and from Thessalonica to Berea, from Berea to Athens, Athens to Corinth, and from Corinth he writes the epistle. But he's only in Thessalonica three weeks, and there's a reason for that. Paul would have loved to have stayed longer. Acts 17 tells us that the Thessalonian church consisted of what I call um, completed Jews, those leading Jews of the community who believed that Jesus was indeed the Christ, the Messiah. And so they believed that he died and rose again, and they became, you know, the, the Lord added them to his body, to the church. So we know in Acts 17 there were leading Jews. There were also devout Greeks. By that expression, what Luke is referencing is these were God-fearers, but they were Greeks. So they were limited as to how close they could get, you know, into the, into the synagogue worship and clearly into the worship in Jerusalem with the temple. So we have completed Jews, we have devout Greeks, we have the leading women, some leading women of the city, which meant that they were uh, probably wealthy business ladies, business women. And then Luke adds in Acts 17, there were also pagans. What a wonderful body of Christ. What, you know, that, that tells us who we are as the church. You know, there is no single ethnicity, there is no language, there's no barriers between us and the Lord. There, was, there, there is really in every other major world religion, there, is, there, there even is, is, is uh, somewhat of a barrier um, in Judaism. I don't want to chase a rabbit here, but that's what, the, that's what the Ethiopian treasurer was talking about in Acts chapter 8. Does anything hinder me from being baptized? Because up to this point, as a, as a eunuch, I couldn't, I couldn't you know, go into the mikvah. I couldn't be cleansed. Does anything hinder me? And of course, Philip says, no, nothing hinders you if you believe. So the only prerequisite the world has from God is you just need to believe. And upon that faith, we, we then begin to act. Well, anyway, that's, that's the church at Thessalonica. Now, within three weeks, the reason Paul leaves quickly is because they were being persecuted. It didn't take very long for the Jewish community, those who were leading the community, the Jewish community, they decided, listen, this is getting out of hand. We don't want to lose any more of our people well, they actually hired a mob, and the mob went to Jason's house, dragged him out, and they began to persecute and oppress the church to the point of martyrdom. 
So within only three weeks, the great apostle Paul and Silas and Timothy had to escape for their lives. And they went only about 40 miles away to Berea. And from Berea, Paul had to escape again because the Thessalonians followed them to Berea. These Jews, these, this mob in Thessalonica, followed them to Berea. And so Paul had to escape again. He goes down to the Aegean coast, sails up to Athens, goes over to Corinth, sends for Timothy and Silas. The moment they arrive in Corinth, he asks, not about the Philippians, you've heard me go through this before, not about anybody other than tell me about my brothers and sisters in Christ at Thessalonica. Are they okay? Three-week-old babies. By the time Paul writes this, they've been around for about a year. So he sends Timothy back to find out what's going on. Timothy went to Thessalonica. He then returned to Corinth, and his report was glowing he said, oh, Paul, they are not only doing well, they are exceedingly doing well. They are really maturing. And so Paul writes 1 Thessalonians. That's what he does. And he opens the epistle with those two verses, verses 2 and 3, that we've been talking about for at least two previous weeks. Paul writes and he says, I thank God. When I remember your work of faith and your labor of love and your steadfastness of hope. Now, church, work of faith and, 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 and steadfastness of hope are really hand in glove. They are connected. The faith that Paul talks about is Jesus died and rose again. The hope that he's referencing is when you die, you know you'll be raised again. Verses 13 through 18 of 1 Thessalonians 4. And the moment we understand what real faith is, the heart of the gospel, Jesus dying, rose again, the steadfastness of hope, when I die, I will rise again. And in that, in that fact, and in this truth, I have a certainty that I also will rise again, and therefore I don't mind the labor of love because the love demonstrates my faith and my hope. I want to labor for you in love because I want you to come to the same conclusion that when you die, you can live again if you believe, if you have faith. And that's what Paul does. Now, the text that we're talking about, we'll be talking about this morning, is the one that was read both in Castellano and Espanol and Spanish, and also read in English. And this is it. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, repetition is good, and so let's read it again. But we would not have you ignorant, unaware, brethren, concerning those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, 
who are left shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. I have used that text in the last several weeks more often than I would like. We've had several deaths. Al Grinder, our brother, our sister Dale Pate, our brother Al Darty. I was studying this text when I got a phone call that Cliff had passed away, my dear childhood friend. And I was reading this text. It's the one that I use for practically every time I bury others, certainly in Christ. I don't use it, to be honest with you, when I bury those who are unbelievers, and I've had my share of those as a chaplain. Paul writes, I would not have you uninformed, my brethren, that you may not grieve as they do who have no hope. For since we believe, listen carefully, for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive shall in no way precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command and the archangel's call and the sound of of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise. Then we who are alive shall be snatched, caught up together with them, there to be with the Lord forever. These words. Now, obviously, there were issues in Thessalonica. This was a huge issue. Now, even though they were strong in their faith, and certainly had a steadfastness, a patience of hope, and they labored in love, they were still novice, baby, not very well-read Christians. And so, guess what? They were thinking, and, and it, it could easily happen in any generation, it may be ours, it will happen. When the Lord will descend with the cry of command, the archangels call, the sound of the trumpet of God, and so they were wondering, what about my dad who just passed away? What about, what about my son who was just martyred for the faith? And so they're, they're sharing this with Timothy. Timothy writes back, not did write, but Timothy goes back to Paul, and he says, Paul, they're doing great, but there are just a couple of really huge concerns. This is one of them. And Paul writes, I can handle that. I'll inform them about this. So I want to look at the text in just a moment, but as I see this text, this is the only slide I have now, so you can really focus on, on my words, if you will. Um, what, what Paul does is he assures the congregation at Thessalonica, he assures Antioch, he assures, you know, Judy Hudd and her family, he assures all of us who are, you know, brothers of Al Darty and, and Sister Dale and Brother Al Grinder and my dear friend Cliff, he assures me that death is a transition from life to life. And this is the text that really communicates that clearly. And that's Paul's primary point. Remember, Death is a transition. Not There is no death. Dead in Christ is a euphemism. You're alive. And so Paul says, be assured of this fact. 
And then he shares something that is only First Thessalonians. There's a lot in these six verses that only comes one time in all of Holy Scripture. Dono, finger. no hope. I don't know.
firms I As a first and and to the twelve, and then to and died and was raised from the dead. For since we believe that Jesus died, bring with him those who have where in moment we. Your dear friend is very body sleep anywhere in scripture that I'm aware. And then he goes a disciple Steve that fifty ninth verse of Acts seven, the Luke records.
to east of the Jordan where he was. Death, Lazarus died. The Spirit. Brother would not have died, and Jesus said, And the resurrection. I live. Some same questions. He goes. Thought she got. of God. Jesus Lazarus when he died comes this day of resurrection. But Scripture King his body, and he separated the four. This who made it the transition from life. This show me an. On Jesus. Show me a to him by the word of the Lord. those who are all when Paul received. Study in Arabia after the Holy Spirit. Hmm? 
actual letter or he's dictating. I do know that it's the word of the Lord that we shall not precede those although we have the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the And the dead in Christ line who what us it's a, it's a, the dead Christ friends from life to life. But you're but who you several say. Much of what you were telling me. A mystery. Years with the Lord, but somebody at the last trumpet. Since he's already talked to know that death is 
God gave it. Here, five here, when there, Jim says the is what so faith that works is dull. Works demonstrates your faith is your body. Body will become a core. I just when the Lord comes, if I'm alive, there is a says for the trouble. First Corinthians got wrong notes here. Um, they shall be caught up together with them in the cloud. Um, we don't really use uh, Christian communions. Uh, a trans because even that you're. Um, Well, in Greek, it's harpa. And so the question from the, the, the point is, ducks a lot. His body will remain, he will, and he'll be. With the Lord is a beautiful that comfort each other. They are encouraging. So if you're facing danger, even if your body is killed with the Lord. It's just a matter of time. Whether you're one day old or no matter how old you are. I think I'm going to live to be 150. Is or whether we die we only have a short period left. Don't, you know, be that be be celebrative. It's 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 a good moment. For the Antioch family that we are remembered. And our steadfastness of all of God's people.
If you feel respond to the gospel of Jesus, we'll have our come or ask. Always 